I started when I bought something for my daughter and I saw that I could sell children's clothes. I have a 25 year old and um, I had things that were like a size five or something. You know, you shop for your kid and then they don't wear half the stuff. So I said, oh, I can sell this stuff and you know, I can get rid of it and make some money. The mistake I made when I started out was I looked at the item, I thought, hmm, okay, well, if I figured out this and this and I uh, paid, you know, what would I consider a good thing to pay for it? So I priced it at what I wanted to sell it for. And then I learned quickly that you never do that because everyone wants a discount. Um, I have a really eclectic closet. I am basically selling clothes that were mine, that were my daughter's. Um, my mother-in-law who passed away and a good friend of mine who also passed away. And everyone has slightly different tastes. My mother-in-law obviously, and she has like Hermes scarves that I'm gonna sell that I haven't listed yet. But, you know, I have a stack of my own stuff and I don't source. The only exception to that was, uh, there was a group of us that met consistently every Saturday morning during the pandemic. And I mean, we, pretty much met every Saturday morning. And there, we got up to about 15 to 20 people. Um, anyway, I because my stuff is so eclectic and I have brands that aren't that well-known or followed or whatever, um, boutiques from New York and whatever. Um, I bought some Johnny Was masks and that drew people to my closet because that was a a brand that people were noticing. I don't have any, um, I did go through phases of how I photographed and I've now found a great spot in my house with decent lighting. It's up against like a pale gray wall and it's simple. Um, I used to photograph outside and little by little I'm, I'm redoing that. Um, I do want to mention one thing. I think most of you on here probably got that gold star. Okay, so they gave me the gold star and I'm very active. I share, I do whatever, but I don't sell like some people do because I have an eclectic closet. I got my 250 listings. I had everything else covered, but I don't have the number of sales they wanted. And I wrote to them and I complained. And I said, look, this made me feel awful because you gave me this star and then you took it away. When I'm an active member, I go on you know, pretty regularly, share new people, whatever. They gave it back to me. <laughs> and I think that it's important that like those of us who have been consistent sellers, but I don't do this full time, you know, I do this to get empty my closet, you know, um, and I'm never going to have that number of sales. If I sell four things in a week, I've had a good week. And sometimes, yeah. you know, like one of the things I, I have in my closet is Morgan Le Fay. Now, it's known to certain people. It's not known to, you know, it's just one of those things. And I sell it at a very good price because I just want to get rid of it. So that's the kind of thing that I, you know, I do. Anyway, I don't, I came in late. I'm not sure what we're supposed to be saying, but those were kind of my things. And I've gotten a lot out of listening to you guys about trying to follow people who have the same things. Well, I follow a lot of people, but just going to their closets and being more specific about you know, seeing who their buyers are, that kind of thing. I think I'll do a little more of that, especially for my more, like I, CP Shades is one of the things that I have that they're known, but they're not the hot items, hot brands. Anyway, that's it for me. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I highly encourage people to use all of the search and filter functions that Poshmark makes available. Um, you know, one of my favorite places to go to is uh, the find people. And I find people based on my city, my brands, my sizes. Um, and then the way to get their attention 
in a non spammy way is to follow and share because they're probably, if they know their posh etiquette, um, gonna come check you out and follow and share you. And maybe along the way, they see something that they like and maybe you get a sale from that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that that's great. And uh, I know I'm still always learning so much from everybody on here. So um, thank you so much for that. Uh, let's do Beth and then Rihanna. Hi. So uh, I think three quick things. One is Linda, Morgan Le Fay, like Camelot? Not yes. Oh yeah, I was gonna say Beth is like totally in your, in, at your speed with the New York boutiques, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, what, um, also what Stephanie was talking about with the, you know, in response to somebody else's question about um, tag lists. So I have like my PFF tag list, but then I also have tag lists that are specialized by type of party because of, especially because of the parties that I've hosted. Like I've co-hosted two home parties. I've got a really good home list. So I attach that or like a makeup list because I've, I've co-hosted those kinds of parties. Okay. So, and I've done that without asking people ahead of time and the overwhelming response is like, people are like, so like happy that I did that, you know, on both ends, you know? And, but recently, like the thing that Stephanie was talking about, about getting blocked. And I was like, I'm like, cause I do this thing where I share, if I just had a party, I keep sharing my host picks for like several weeks after the party. Oh. And I do a few other things, but anyway, these four items from this one person, because I, was sharing. I didn't get to her with host picks, but I wanted to include her in my sharing, periodic sharing. It wouldn't share. When And when you can't share something from somebody, you know, you've just been blocked. And I'm like, why did she block me? Because I I was already including her in the list because she had like, it was her makeup party and she had great makeup items. So I couldn't message her on Poshmark because she blocked me, but I found her on Instagram and I messaged her there and I'm like, Hey, la, 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 la. And I told her, I, you know, I edited her cause you, you know, and she's like, uh, and then she, and then she unblocked me, messaged me on, on um, Poshmark. And she's like, she's like, I'm so sorry. I thought I was getting spammed. She's like, yes, please continue doing that. Da, 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 you know, it was like, I was like, okay, I need to fix this. And so like, the overwhelming majority of people are very happy when you do something like that, when you're trying to help them, you know, and I, I try and help in a very like this specific way. And then what was the third thing? Oh yeah. Just to say, this is just a side note, just not about, but like an idea for you guys also, I think I saw somebody else do this or I got the idea on, I might've gotten the idea from Poshfest last year, actually. Christina, who's there. Okay. You see X Tina M are you there she's muted okay you guys see her so i did a contest hi so i did a contest of a mannequin naming contest okay and i like had a prize i think it was like a 20 dollar um credit in my closet to for the winner she was the winner so if you see my post for the for bridget my mannequin she came up with bridget because <laughs> i just always liked the name bridget <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, people are, I've that. noticed that people, um, Chrissy included, and uh, are doing a lot of like giveaways right now. That seems to be a big thing. Um, so just something to look out for. It's technically, um, I don't know, I actually have been meaning to write in and get some clarification on what the rules on Poshmark are for giveaways um but it's something i've been seeing a lot so an in interesting creative way to draw some more attention to your closet um yeah. Stephanie, yeah, awesome. yeah, i mean i like gave you know whatever her bundle was i took 20 dollars off yeah like, and that was you know chrissy did you want to say something about that and then yeah um linda's still got her hand up but i'm not sure if oh. She looks very busy over there. It got a very positive, you know, like involvement. Yeah. People seem to have a lot of fun with it. And if you go on my closet and you see my mannequin post, you'll see the whole conversation and people's ideas and everything. And it was fun. So it's actually allowed 
and they're actually okay with it as long as because it's not considered a trade it's not considered a uh taking off the site and also i got the okay which i was actually surprised with you can actually do a post to uh consign stuff on your posh closet also which i actually got from poshmark saying that that is allowed but you can't do the transaction off Poshmark. So if you're looking like, okay, you know, like there's, there's been a lot of people that have been closing. Wait, wait, Chrissy, say that again. I didn't get that. I didn't okay. So say you wanted to open up a consigning boutique on your, your posh closet. Right. And you know that there's been like a lot of people that have been closing the closet. You can actually make a post that says I can sign. I, I can sign clothes for you. And you can actually do like the whole thing. The only thing that they said is that you can't take the transaction off of Poshmark. So basically the way you would have to do it is that's the only thing I don't a hundred percent understand. So you can say that you can sign, you can volunteer to consign people's stuff, just trying to take it off of Poshmark. You can't have that indicated anywhere that you're going to, but because they allow you to say, Hey, follow me on Instagram. I think you, you could like put that picture in there with the consigning and say, Hey, follow me on Instagram. And then the person could go on your Instagram page and then DM you. And then you could have the conversation over there. But I specifically asked, can you advertise? Because I was going into people that were closing their closets and I was like, Hey, you know, you still have a lot of stuff. Do you want to consign it? And one was like, I don't think you can do that. So I actually messaged Poshmark support and asked them and they said, no, you can actually go into somebody's closet. You can tell them you're a consigner. You just can't take it off of Poshmark. So it's kind of like a catch 22 there, I guess. Yeah, And they, they know is actually something that um, as many of you know, I'm kind of like a super stalker of all the people that work there, especially on their like community building stuff. And they know that us not being able to easily communicate with each other on Poshmark is something that they want to address and build functionality for. So I've suggested like, you know, have chat rooms, have group messages, um, that sort of thing. So hopefully we'll see that kind of thing get rolled out. Joan, did you have something? Have, have you collected and organized the rest of your insights for us? <laughs> no, I just had a comment, uh, two comments based on other people's comments. But first, before I do, has everybody had a chance to go? Because I came in kind of late, so I don't, I, I don't want to jump in. Oh yeah, so in case you joined late, um, I'm just, you know, whoever wants to talk, just, you know, if there's someone already talking, just use the hand raise function. Okay. If you I, click on reactions, that. that's an option. But there is no one else with their hand raised right now, so the floor is yours. Okay. Uh, well, first of all. Thank you so much, Beth. I have two mannequins. I have a really sexy one and she is hot, but she's hard to dress because she's copying this pose and not everything hangs right on her. And then I have a dress form. So to me, one of them is like the hot club going party girl sister. And the other one is the studious, you know, graduate school sister. And I'm actually both of those, but, um, I'm going to do a naming contest and I'm going to ask people to be considered to follow me and I'm going to offer a, um, a discount on my, um, on my, um, you know, for, for yeah. buying something. I'm going to tag like you on it right now. I'm going to go tag you on my post so you can Super. see. Okay. So okay. that is so cool. And I just wanted to say that, um, last night I, I hit up all the, um, all the hosts for the, first and second shows today, the premium denim and the, the dresses and skirts. And one of the hosts blocked me. <laughs> she didn't like what I said or something. And I shared a bunch of real stuff. So I don't know what that's about. I'm, you, I told you know myself, something, you know, I, what I, what I really don't understand, because there was, there are some, I saw somebody do it. It's one of the co-hosts today that says no tagging. And if you do tag, and I always read it, I always read them. So I don't do anything like that. Sorry. I don't, why are you barking when I'm talking? So, so, so anyway, um, they, they said, and I'll block you if you do right now, I've seen a new posture do this and block me and block other people who were very active postures. But for somebody to be a really been on here a long time, be an experienced posture, 
I don't understand those people because it's like you're, they're bringing business into their closet. So why would you want to be blocked? Why would you want to block a person like that? And like, uh, it was just so, I was like, oh my gosh, rude. Yeah, I have, I have discovered that I'm blocked by people when they've hosted a party and I've gone to like congratulate them or something and not been able to and had no idea why. Like I've never tagged anyone who didn't specifically ask to be tagged. Um, and the best was that one of them, when I got a party hosting, um, I put up the listing, like I'm hosting the makeup party and they congratulated me and they sent me a bundle message saying, you know, congratulations PFF on hosting the party. And they shared a bunch of stuff from my closet and I couldn't share them back or message them back or respond or give them a host pick because they had me blocked and they must not have realized it because they were messaging me. And, you know, you can get messages and they can share you and follow you but you can't follow them or share them back or respond to any of their messages. So people who are really aggressive with the blocking, I find just so strange. It's a strange way to use the platform, which is like, has such a heavy emphasis on interaction and social. Um, it's like, go to eBay if you don't want people. Yeah, like, and, and like, the, like, you know, some of you know that post that I have on my thing is like the number one rule on Poshmark is kindness. It's like yeah. literally their number one rule. If it is. And if rules. you, like I've mentioned, you know, I've now listened to like every, you know, interview that uh, the folks at Poshmark have ever given. And, um, you know, when you hear Manesh talking about it, his main thing is the social. And that's why there are some peculiarities about the platform. For instance, um, only showing people's five-star reviews. He didn't want it to be the kind of place like on Yelp where you're anxious about getting stars knocked off or having negative reviews. Um, the sharing and following element, you know, they really wanted to, from the very beginning, um, and it's sort of an evolution of the startup that he had before Poshmark, which was called Caboodle and sold to Hearst magazines. Um, you know, they really wanted the focus on here to be social. And I know now it's kind of gone out of control because you have to like share a hundred thousand times before you get like one sale. Um, but, uh, you know, in the beginning, the early days of Poshmark were uh, an event that they had, I guess, probably in San Francisco or the Bay Area, where people would go to a bar and bring an item and sell them to each other at the bar. Like it was <laughs> always meant to be a social selling platform. And that's why there are so many things that feel kind of strange that they make you do. And it's to keep that social element. That's also why they haven't and probably won't introduce a direct messaging feature. They didn't want people sending private direct messages to other people that could make you feel pressured. They, they felt like if everything's out in the open, uh, you know, there's a little bit more accountability and people will behave a little bit better if, you know, I can go in and see what kind of sales tactics you're using in your bundle, which like who has the time to do that is what I always say. But technically that kind of stuff is out in the open for people to see. And they thought it added this level of accountability and kindness, hopefully, um, that uh, would make people act differently and in more of a social manner than the other selling sites where, you know, it, it's a little bit more just like one-on-one, -on -one, like direct, like all you're there to do is sell. Um, Rihanna, did you have something? Hey, Stephanie, really fast. Oh yeah. Sorry, Rihanna, um, Nicole is talking in the chat. So I don't know if you wanna read that. Oh, sure. Hi, Nicole. The big mistake I made was to not share items similar to what I was selling and instead shared items I liked. Once I started doing that, I sold a few things. <laughs> Yeah, um, definitely get those people who have items that are similar to yours because you know that they have the same taste and they're maybe the same size and they like the same brands. Um, and so that's going to get them to come take a look at your stuff. Um, I remember when I first started, uh, I, I always said, I only share things that I love and I would buy if I could. Um, which, you know, I thought it was really important to brand myself based on my shares as if there was some universe of thought. Like I was used to Twitter where a follower actually might like 
see all of your retweets and follow everything that you say. But I didn't realize that on Poshmark, like nobody really follows you. Nobody's like checking my shares to see what my style is. Like they're either looking at my closet or they're not. So it's not like, and because you have to share so much to like, you know, become ambassador, keep up with the algorithm, get people to come look at your stuff. I eventually that went out the window and I just like, now I like to, I do like to do the random shares, which some people say, um, is good for the algorithm in terms of like, if you just go into someone's closet and share like the first four items in a row, they're not gonna show up and get as much of a boost as if you go into someone's closet and like hop around and share random things. So I do implement that, um, but I am not as strict as I used to be where, you know, somebody would share me and I would wanna share back but I would dig in their closet through hundreds of items before I found something that I was like, oh, I like this and this is my style and my brand. So I'm gonna share this item. You know, now I'll just share, you know, something out of their top few rows. Um, but let's do Rihanna and then Linda. Okay, I wrote down my notes because I had my hand up and then I totally forgot because I have points from like the beginning of the conversation. <laughs> Uh, so one thing you had said is like the sales, if you get a cancellation within the first couple of minutes, I will tell you that in my first shopping share, this seller was so rude, had zero empathy, had zero desire to understand where I was coming from. So I ended up canceling the sale. And so that would be my one time of canceling within the three hours. But this is a customer service friendly platform that I would say just be appreciative of your sale and don't provide a rude comment after the fact and I don't think that anybody would do this but it's going back to the point of when you've seen a sale canceled within that three hours because if you're not going to hit it off with your buyer which it can happen they're not required to purchase from you so just keep it Keep it customer friendly. I would definitely say uh, as far as the cancellation of the sales, not necessarily the product or buyer's remorse or anything like mm -hmm. that. Just something you say can definitely be offensive. Uh, then also uh, Beth. So she had her party. So she had the makeup party, had a couple of the host picks. One thing that I really do like that she does is she provides the updates. Like, hey, this item sold, this item sold. And I'm just like, sweet, that is that is great. That's definitely customer friendly. You're letting everybody else know that, hey, this does work. I'm going to spend the time. I'm going to do the host pick. I'm going to do all the research. I'm going to get it out there. I'm going to get you as promoted as I possibly can. And here you go. Here's the update that these things have sold. So I definitely, that's the first time I've ever seen that. And Beth, I absolutely love it. I'm probably one of the weird few because I'm, I'm technical. No, I, I, uh, I just like, cause just to like what she's saying is I like, I write in the header of my party post. I write, like I t write the tet, the closet name of who sold. Cause I keep my likes for every item, every house pick that I have. So I get notified when it's sold. Mm -hmm. And then I add it. I don't know if you know this. I do it. I make a post of them in my story where I tag them in the story and the, and a picture of the item that sold. And then I lower the price of the party post so everybody sees it. And then I go and I share all my host picks. Mm -hmm. And then people see that I'm like, wow, she's still interacting with us, you know? And I get so many shares wow. back, backs because yeah. of that. And I do this for several weeks. And I'm like, I, I like noticed, it, you know, I and I keep it, it's still, like keeping the party going. You're still, wow. You are keeping the party going. It is really exciting when I think it was, was it like, I don't know, I think it was right after or maybe at the end of the party, you updated it and said, so-and-so has the first sale. And it was really exciting. And I have noticed that you have it, been it was a new, my, And it was a new posture. It was a brand and, new posture that I've been, that I you've been sharing my Chanel eyeshadow almost every day. And I'm very appreciative. 
Um, so that's awesome. I love I love when people put their own twist on on parties. Like someone that I really admire who does that is um, Moon Goddess, and she's got like a couple of accounts. And she's like Moon. I didn't I actually didn't realize at first that it was the same person. I, I was just like, wow, a lot of people have Moon Goddess as the theme of their closet, but it's all the same person. I know she's Moon Goddess Seven, Moon Goddess Edgy. I think another one's Moon Goddess Thirty Two. There Lux. may be more, but she puts a really distinctive spin. Moon like, Goddess whatever, Lux. Yeah. yeah, Moon Goddess Lux, there's like a whole bunch. And she she puts like a little anecdote about herself on like each host pick, which I think is so interesting. Um, so she's another great posture if you guys haven't already connected with her. Um, but uh, let's go. Um, Rihanna, do you, if you have anything else. Uh, yeah, I was just then... going to comment on Linda. So Linda had mentioned the Posh Ambassador stats. So out of all of them, I was the most worried about the sales as well, because that 50, I mean, if you have a smaller closet, or even if you do have a big closet, and you're trying absolutely everything that you can to get these sales, you may not hit that 50. But I noticed in this next round of the Posh Ambassador too, the one thing that they did lower is the shares. So your community shares, it was 20,000 and now it's 4,000. So obviously like I hit that this past weekend. I'm like, really out of all the, the things to thing. lower. Yeah. Um, oh, right. and that's great. I, I put it in the chat, but in case people don't all see the chat, I wanted to say um, similar to Linda's experience. And, you know, I was speaking to someone on the community team about something else. And this came up that a lot of people um, were upset that they lost their gold star, even after, you know, putting in their best efforts. And they said, email them because they are trying to do manual reviews. I know there are a couple of people already, including Linda, who have said that like they lost it for like a day or two and then they got it back because either the either Poshmark got around to them and manually reviewed it or they reached out. They are very much, they specifically said, the person specifically said to me, the person who's on the team in charge of the ambassadorship, um, if someone is bummed that they lost their gold star, tell them to email us because we want to give it, give it back. We want to do manual reviews. We want people's feedback. We want to keep evolving this program so that it works for everyone. You know, the reason that they rolled it out was, and I think it's something a lot of people wanted, to have a higher level of recognition and accountability for people who go above and beyond um, the requirements for the red star. But it's something that they're still thinking through and uh, hoping for, asking for feedback on. So if you're one of those people, uh, or even if you know you didn't lose your gold star, but you have thoughts and ideas for them, I'll put the email address back into the chat. Or if you can't see the chat, you can reach out to me later. Um, they want to hear from you. They want to give you back your gold star. So don't despair. You'll you'll always have a gold star in my heart. Um, so let's do Linda and then Kimmy. Okay, thanks. That was really funny. You know, we'll have. I I know that I will have my gold star in your heart. At, um, but um, so I have two questions. One is, um, well, first off, I had been hosting a lot, and then I turned down hosting on New Year's Eve because <laughs> I was in Big Sur, and there's no service there, none. I mean, no service. So, and then I didn't have any for a while. So I, I just realized, oh God, I got to sign up again. So I just did that. So, um, cause I like doing that. It's fun doing the host picks. I've never done what like you guys have been saying about continuing with it. I just, I do it. And then maybe I do it a little bit more that day, but I just don't. And so that's like a good thing to keep in mind. Um, but the, the question I have is, I love doing these pop-up share events, you know, the ones that come up and you sign up and, you know, and they have a limited number. And I was thinking I would love to try to host one myself, but I'm nervous about it because I've never done it. And then I also, um, uh, I also decided I am no longer doing any of those share groups First off, I won't do a shop and share because I don't wanna be forced to shop. If I come across something, I buy it. But, um, but the, the other thing is um, I won't do anything that goes above five. And I always um, uh, do, uh, what is it? The multiple, you know, the, what's the word for it? I'm getting old. 
Random, yes, thank you. I don't do the top five. I mean, I haven't done that in ages, but I, unless someone requests it, I always do random. And I tend to share stuff that I like when I do that. It's like what catches my eye. But so those are, those are my two questions is like, how would I go about doing that? And then, you know, a lot of people do that, do those groups with more than five. And I limit that because it's a time suck. Yeah, I, so I personally haven't um, participated in any of those events, but I know a bunch of people on here have, uh, including, we've already called her out before, but Christina, I don't know if you're in a place where you can talk or if anyone else wants to chime in on the, on the shop and shares. I'm always in share jail anyway, so I don't sign mm -hmm. up for anything like that because I know I probably won't be able to fulfill my obligation because I'm locked in jail. Right. But that's, that's the next project for me, Poshmark, is I'll say, look, I did all this work for you for free. Give me a get out of jail free card, won't you? Um, anybody want to uh, jump in? Joan, were you saying? Okay, just just what you were just saying, that person who had blocked me and then I messaged her. She's like, I'll share back as soon as I get out of Poshmark jail. <laughs> it wasn't me, was it? Ironic. It was funny. <laughs> I mean, I immediately thought of Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like the resident jailbird. And the reason, the main reason is because um, I, I often will share pretty consistently overnight. And again, that's like, like I said, I've got YouTube videos on or podcasts or I'm doing other things. And, um, you know, it's just really quiet and there's not a lot of other one-off interactions going on so i'm just kind of like i don't know whose phone is ringing um, sorry that's mine i don't know how to stop it <laughs> sorry it's like behind it's okay. the other thing i'm sorry so you get un un unmute yourself when you're ready to um talk but yeah so uh they they do lower the limit of shares that you can do at night and i say it's just discriminatory against insomniacs but um <laughs> You know, I guess they assume that anyone who is like consistently sharing all night long is probably a bot, which I'm not saying I'm not a bot, <laughs> but I'm just saying, as far as I know, I am mostly human. That's what it says on my birth certificate. Um, so uh, Linda, if you had anything else, and if not, then we'll go to Kimmy and then Joan. That was basically it, um, but I'm getting some great ideas from you guys. Do you think it's not a good idea to do those share events? Um, so personally, I haven't done one, so I don't know, it, you know, I can't really give an informed decision. Um, I find that some people really like to have that structure and to have that to-do list. And so having the like list of people and that sort of thing can be really good for them to like achieve certain goals. Um, like I said, I'm kind of like always sharing and following and doing stuff anyway. So I don't really need, I'm sort of just like a messy all over the place person. So that's my personal style. I would not want to be told like who to go in and share because I find plenty on my own. Um, but I do think that um, if I was, if I was in debate club and I had to take the pro shop and share event, uh, side, I would say that there is something to um, uh, not only buying, but also like, you know, getting your own sales, even if they're low price sales. Like we were talking about this actually as people were coming into the chat. So you may have heard me say this already. Um, but I do think that once you make a sale, you're sort of like trending now. And so I don't know about you guys. I know people's experience has differed and this doesn't always work, but I'll find that I'm in a drought, like for days, I'll get no sales and like barely any likes and offers. And then I'll get an offer from someone that's like, I don't, it's like a little lower than I wanted, even though I knew I had to go lower, but I'll just be like, fine. I like really need the cash um, and I'll accept it. And then there'll be a flood of not not always a flood but more than there had been of likes offers sales oh, Chris, Chris. And oh, there's a bump on your eye come here come here come here, come here. <laughs> they tend to come in waves and so sometimes i will accept an offer that's lower than i mm -hmm. would 
under normal circumstances have accepted just to get myself in that trending and just to jumpstart that thing. So I think that when you do a shop and share, um, not only are you feeding the algorithm, I always, whenever I say the algorithm I'm using capital letters, like the algorithm, um, like you're feeding it with your shares and with your activity. So it likes you for that, but also when you make a purchase and when you make a sale, it really likes you for that. So I think that that's probably part of, you know, mm-hmm. the, the motivation behind setting up those events that people do, but I'm open, especially to people who've participated in them because I haven't. So what, if you don't, I don't do shop. I only do the share event, but if you're not doing those, how do you choose what to share? I mean, I, it never occurred. Sometimes I just will randomly do that or I'll go into the parties or whatever and share the hosts, even if I don't want, uh, you know, sometimes it's stuff that I don't even have in my closet, but I'll share them just as a, it's random for me. I don't have a set plan, but I do those share groups and then I sort of have a group that I kind of share with consistently. And, but I'm sort of wondering if you're not doing that, how do you choose what to share? So, so I'm uh, a new I, I've, I've mentioned a little bit of this before and so I'll welcome others to jump in on this question also, but um, I am my, you know, we've talked about like having theories and testing them and everything. And many people know that I have many uh, conspiracy theories about <clears throat> conspiracy <laughs> theories about Poshmark. Um, but I sort of divide the world into buyers and sellers. And I know there are a lot of people that do both, but um, I tend to think of the seller community as, and as you guys all know, I love the seller community. I spend a lot of time supporting it and connecting with people both one-on-one and in events, both Zooms and chat rooms and Discord and bundle chats and IRL events. Um, But I'm not looking at this community as like my buyers. Um, I look at the people who, um, again, I've talked about how I look for closets that have similar items to mine and I'll follow and share all of the people who left them love notes. I spend a lot of time in the new joiners and fresh closets areas because those are people who are new to the platform and haven't already been bombarded with other people's like buy 10 items for $5 sale. Um, I spend a lot of time uh filtering i go into the find people and i filter down to um i find that when i filter down to my city i find like more often than not people tend to like like the same brands and styles and stuff that i do so i filter down my city i filter down my brands i filter down my size and so i'm following and sharing all of these people i especially love when i see smaller closets because that means it's someone who's not just trying to like build their business, but it might be someone who's a shopper and just has a handful of items that they reposched because they don't fit. Um, I love those either brand new closets or really small closets that there's some indication, whether it's based on their listing or the brands that they liked. Um, You know, I'm always going to the, I'm always seeking out those types of people and using up my finite amount of shares on those people, because I feel like that's going to get me the highest return on my time. Like if I go to all the other gold star party host ambassadors and share a hundred items from each of their closets, it's not even going to make a dent in their notifications because they, and they're focusing on their buyers. They don't care that I shared their stuff and, you know, they're probably not going to buy something from me, but someone who's a small closet or brand new, if I share like four random items of theirs, they might see those notifications and they might get excited about it and they might come and follow and share me back. Um, You know, most of you guys, if I shared four of your items right now, it would be buried in your notifications so fast. It would be like, it never even happened. So um, that's the way that I think about strategically, as someone mentioned earlier, you know, strategically following and sharing. um, Since you have to do it anyway, you may as well do it where it's going to have the most impact. Um, So when you do that, do you make notes on those closets or do you just share them? You just just share them. I do it so quickly um, because also another sort of viewpoint that I have on Poshmark is you've got to be like, I, I think about it in terms of clicks or for me, it's a touch screen. So it's taps. 
Um, it takes like 10,000 taps for you to get anything back. Like I might follow and share, you know, thousands of people in a night and get like one or two likes out of it. Um, so there is, there is an element of like Poshmark requires, somebody said this in one of the chats earlier, like it requires so much of your time and effort for such like a tiny dribble of return. Um, for many of us, I know some people have wildly different experiences. Um, but that's sort of my view is that I, I don't really have time to you know be making notes and be going back and following lists i'm just sort of out there like throwing everything i can against the wall and hoping that something sticks. Mm -hmm. great thank you um if anyone else has thoughts uh jump in and if not we'll go joan and then rihanna or sorry kimmy did you have something you're on mute How's that? There you are. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry about that. If you want to go to someone else, you can, because I am super new at this and I have lots of short answer questions, but some people may just think, oh my God, she doesn't need to be in this group. No, it's great. Uh, Fire away. Give us your question. Because, um, all right. So I came in kind of late and I heard you guys talking about type one, type two, based on maybe numbers of listings and how long you'd been in Poshmark maybe. Oh, Is the that Poshmark that ambassadors. About? So there's two. Oh, okay. You were talking about that. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You don't have to, I just figure Poshmark two ambassadors are probably the ones that I'm going to learn the most from. Um, and they're also the ones that are super nice. The people that have been rude have been Poshmark ambassadors. <laughs> and um, one person, I have no idea. Oh, I know why she blocked me. She has this, she was actually, has this closet that says, um, it immediately says when, when you read about the um, meet the posher, if you're reading this, and you're not going to read the whole thing, then stop reading and go away. <laughs> Secondly, if you're not going to, if you're going to like my post, but you're not going to share my closet, then I don't have time for you. And so I live in the Southeast. So um, I'm in South Carolina and we have been experiencing lots of earthquakes lately, which is very unusual. So in the middle of reading her stuff there was a large earthquake it was the third one for the day so I sort of got just uh, you know a little bit distracted there and the next thing I know she sends me this ugly note and I can't even reply to her because she's blocked me so thank you all for telling me how often you've been blocked and I'm not going to worry about it anymore as um, but, I can jump in I think you would say Bless her heart. <laughs> I would. Is, I'd be like, oh my gosh, how can I pray for you? But I, she couldn't tell me because, um, of course, I am a southerner living in the Bible Belt. But um, anyway, so I was like, okay, whatever. Um, the, there's a lot of simple questions. Like, for instance, why would anybody... I tried to do a tag list one time. I wanted to do a... Um, I sell a lot of Lululemon. I don't have a really big closet, but I'm trying to add to it. So um, I was trying to create like a Lululemon, like a brand group, like a brand tag group. And I'll be honest, that, that app is not very helpful. So thank you for telling me to go to YouTube and stuff. Um, so I, that was the first person I made mad. And I put in the... When I tagged these people, it was only people that I had bought Lululemon from or they had bought from me. And I said, please let me know if you don't want to be a part of this. This is how I got your name. I was hoping to create a um, tag list just for people who like Lululemon. Um, obviously, I did it wrong and someone publicly scolded me and 
you know, then blocked me. And so then I was like, okay, I'm not going to do tagless because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Maybe I'm just too new at this. But then when you do join a follow group or a share group, there's constantly saying share your tag list. Why do people do that? I don't understand. So I think, um, and this you can find this in Chrissy's closet, Glam and Budget, and probably a couple other people. Um, typically the tag lists are something that people volunteer for. Um, yeah. And so uh, once you've said like, yes, I wanna be on a tag list, um, I know still people who have large and long time tag lists, they still say that they like get blocked by people who asked to be on the list. So it's very frustrating and you just have to take the mindset of, you know what, that person probably has other things going on in their life and I just feel bad for them. And they probably weren't gonna buy my Lululemon leggings anyway. Um, but yeah, um, I, would, I would say- uh, I, But why would listing. you put that in a list? I mean, but why would you have a, let's say you have a follow share group. Why would you, uh, why would, because to me, it's, that's sort of like almost, I don't copy the, you're not supposed to copy them anyway, but I don't go into those. I don't click on the at blah, blah, blah. You know, I almost feel like it's invading people's privacy or something, you know, like, but I don't know why they would put it inside. I know that people volunteer, but you're almost asking to be spammed like crazy when you're in that, when you have that, you know, when you're in that mini tag list, because that's yeah, what's happened to me. People do want that. So I love okay. being spammed. Like I'm on every tag list I can find, I get on because I just like to know things that are going on. And I can't always, I don't always, like every time I get tagged on something, I don't always go look at it, but I like to sort of be in the mix and know like who's having events and who's having sales and whose closet is closing and who's hosting a party. So okay. it's a very self-selected group, which is why it's so unusual that somebody who volunteered for a tag list would then get mad and block the person <laughs> okay. who's tagging them. So, but you know, some people right. just know we'll never understand them. So we just have to, okay. but you know, you uh, know what they are? You know what they are, Kimmy? They're flies looking for a windshield. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's, That's all my southernisms that I know. I know, I know, okay. I know bless your heart is actually an insult. And I know that, uh, you know, she's just a fly looking for a windshield. Actually, I'm with, I've never heard the fly looking for a windshield, but bless your heart actually can be used in more ways than one. Well, it's only it's ever been thing. It could be used yet. as an insult, or it, <laughs> it could be used as, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for her, bless her heart. Okay, so my next question is, somebody was talking about, and I, oh, I wish I'd heard this before today. I did the same thing another lady was talking about when I first started Poshmark, I mean, and I love to buy, which is part of the reason why I don't have a big closet. And I spend way too much time follow, doing following and share stuff than I should. So I like your idea of being on a tag list, but being able to choose who I want to, which closets I want to share and that sort of thing. Um, because I'm OCD. So if somebody says share 10, I'm probably going to share 15. I don't know why. It's just crazy. But that'd be a good reason for any of you to be my friend because... Um, I go overboard on stuff like that. Um, but my thing was on the copy listing. So I was told, so I started off at a normal price and then everyone wants you to keep lowering it. And then it's like, oh my God, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm gonna make way less than I ever thought about making. So then today I spent some time deleting and copying, which apparently wasn't a good idea. So how do you avoid doing that? If it gets too low, do you just take it off for a while and relist it so, later? So if you go into your seller tools, you know where the seller tools are? Uh -huh. um, yes. I can show you even. If you go into seller tools, it's like when you click on your, I know you can't really see it, but when you click on mm -hmm. your little profile over here, 
under seller tools, there's something called uh, my inventory report. And mm -hmm. so you go into my inventory report and have them email it to you. And that will send you a list of all of your available items with the number of days that they've been listed for. So only use the copy listing feature on items that have been listed for longer than 60 days. If the item has not been wow. listed for 60 days, then you should, but you still want to relist it for some reason, like whether price drops or whatever, you should create a fresh new listing and you can manually copy and paste the information over, but don't use the copy listing feature because if it has not been listed for 60 or in some cases that we can't figure out why 90 days, um, it will deprioritize that listing. It won't get the same fresh attention and trending and just in as a new listing. So I, I get that in my inventory report, I get it all the time. And anything that's been out there for 60 days, um, I will copy and relist because you'll also find that when you get that boost from a listing being a new listing, you'll see you know um, not just more attention on that item, but more traffic to your closet. One of the biggest issues that people bring up when we suggest this is what about the likers on that listing? You know, now all those likers are going to go away and they're not going to know to find the new listing. But my answer to that, and I think everybody's answer to that is if they haven't bought it yet, they're probably yeah, gonna buy it. And once in a while, you know, somebody will once in a while, some longtime liker will say, oh, you know, I finally got a paycheck and I decided to buy your thing. But that's so rare compared to the attention that you're going to get from making it a fresh listing, that if you're doing a cost benefit analysis, do the fresh listing. What I always do before I relist something is make sure that I've sent offers to every single liker. So I make and you know, down to the lowest price that I would accept. I make sure everybody has had the chance to buy that mm -hmm. item. If they liked it, they've, they've all gotten offers to likers and everything. Um, you know, I usually will uh, drop it on closet clear out day. Um, and then if still no bites, I will relist the item and I will take the price up because people mm -hmm. like, will still like it. And sometimes they, something I've had something that I like lowered the price down to like 15, 20 bucks. And then I relist it for like 50 bucks and somebody comes in and buys it for like 40 bucks. You know, people, the psychology of buyers on there is that sometimes when something is priced higher, it gets more attention and, <laughs> and more likely to be bought than something that's priced lower. And I think it's just because there's not really for this older stuff, there's not really a lot of comparisons out there. So if you say this item's worth 50, but then you offer it to someone for 40, they feel like they're getting a good deal. But if you say okay. that it's worth 20 and you know, it's the same item, it's not going to get bought because the person who saw it at 50, but saw an offer for 40 thinks it's a great deal. But the person who like sees it for 20 and offers for 20, they're going to pass on it. So it's a lot of this kind of psychology of the buyer thing going on. So if you relist it or, you know, delete your old listing, relist re it as a new listing, it doesn't get flagged as being another I mean, should you change anything about it or it's still considered a new listing? Um, so it, it's considered a new listing if you have had it up for longer than 60 days when you relist it. I use that as an opportunity okay. to make sure that I have all of the information correct, all of the information people might ask for um, and add keywords. So something that we talk about a lot on here is finding trending words and keywords. And so a lot of my listings that are from when I just started say something like black J crew dress. And that's it. That's the whole description. Um, but when I relist it, I'll add, you know, good for the office, corporate wear, office wear, professional, desk okay. wear, day to night. Like I use that. Re I, I didn't like go through my closet and revamp everything based on stuff that I learned from all these guys. Um, but every time that I relist, I take a fresh eye and say, what have I learned in the last 60 days? 
since I list, since I last did this item that I can use to help, you know, there, there's some reason why it hasn't sold. And maybe it's because I don't have the right search terms in there, keywords in there. So I use that as an opportunity uh, just to make sure that the listing is up to the standards of something that's actually a new listing that I would do now using all of the information that I've gotten from largely a lot of people in this group. Okay, what about, um, okay, here's another simple question, love notes. I'm, I'm, I used to, I also sell on Macari, although I've pretty much slowed down because Poshmark keeps me really, really busy. The thing that I do like about Macari is that uh, you, it's real, it's nice to be able to see other people's experiences with buyers, with, with sellers. So like, for instance, one of the things I always, really important to me, because as someone who has I cannot bear the smell of maybe someone sends dirty items, you know, so people are able to make a, you know, I can look at reviews and see what's going on. Um, typically, I try to tell someone, you know, in a private message on Macari, look, I really loved your stuff. Um, it seemed to smell like smoke and then they may give me a really bad review, like a one because I asked them or they may take it nicely and, you know, try to say I'm sorry about that, blah, blah, blah. But you, you don't get that on Hushmark, right? I mean, you see five, I see five stars on my sales. Um, and I wonder, are people just giving me five stars? I mean, I know I packed it nicely. I know I, I wrapped it. I put a thank you note in it, that sort of thing. But I asked one Hushmark, ambassador and she may have been a, a two a level two I said okay I want your honest opinion you gave me five stars what could I have done to get a love note and I said I really want to know you know because I'm new at this and it's okay you can say whatever you want to say and she said I don't like to give love notes she said because I don't want people knowing what I bought and what I paid for it. You know, I just don't want people so, to be on the- Stephanie is gonna find her and stalk her and start sharing all of her items. That's why. I guess, I don't <laughs> So I would say with the love notes, if you're consistently getting five stars, you really shouldn't worry about it. I don't think that the calculation in a buyer's head is I'm giving five stars, but if they had done something better, I would give a love note. I think that that's because people just don't know People don't know to give one and it doesn't say anywhere clearly. And again, this goes to the, what do you wish you had known when you started? Like it doesn't say when somebody accepts their order or to back it up even further, most buyers, most of my buyers never accept their order. And it's not because there's anything wrong with the order. It's just because if you're a shopper, you don't log in every single day like sellers do. You log in, you buy the thing you want, right. and then you get the thing. And if the thing you got is you know hugely flawed in some way, maybe you log in and complain. But if the thing you got is perfect, you just go about your day. Like think about how many times you go out somewhere and have a great time, but you don't always leave the restaurant a review. So I think that love notes is the kind of thing where if you aren't getting them, it's not because you're not doing something. It's just the population of buyers isn't the type that knows that they should do that or isn't the type to leave a review. Um, I've had some orders and I, I sort of remember having that feeling a little bit more towards the beginning. And there were times when like, it was perfect items and an amazing deal. And I packed it up really well. And I put in all these free gifts and I wrote a heartfelt, thank you card and didn't even get a review and I was like what you can't even give me five stars I put like my whole life into this and I sold you this amazing thing for five dollars and you don't even give me stars and it's not to be taken personally it's just because that person didn't log into the app didn't know that they were supposed to so I would say um like yeah. I give love notes all the time because I just think if someone did a good job, and maybe that's a Southern thing. Yeah. But if someone did a good job and, and, and the item was clean, 
And even if I couldn't wear it, even if it turned out to be too big or whatever, I'll still say, you know, great. I love these items. Thank you so much. You know, I'll send a private note. I may send a private note and say, you know, um, may I reposh this? I know I gave you a love note, but it was too, you know, too big, blah, blah, blah. But so that makes a lot of sense. So that makes I me always, feel I better. I always say that like, I know how hard it is to sell on Poshmark. So if I order something, as long as what I get isn't a box full of like literally crap, I'm going to give it five stars and I'll love no. Um, but uh, you know, that's us because we're sellers mm -hmm. and we know how hard it is. When you're a buyer, especially if you're a buyer who access Poshmark through like Google or some search engine, you don't even know that it's individual people who are doing the selling. You think it's just like Amazon, like you just bought something um, and you don't realize that there's another person on the other end who like put all these personal touches and is like really hoping for um, some kind of acknowledgement of that. So don't, I wouldn't take it personally and just attribute it to, as long as it, like okay. if you did a bad job, you would know because you would have cases open and you would get returns. If people are upset, they'll tell you. If they're happy, they usually won't say anything. So I always, like, no news is good. So news. Do, some people, 